Welcome to another episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast, where we focus on building better businesses. I believe in order to be the best leader that you can be, you must be willing to be the first follower and have a servant mentality when you're in a leadership position. If you want to be the best leader that you possibly can be, be sure to stay tuned and listen to industry leaders and hear how they built winning cultures in their own businesses. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tactical Friday. You heard from him this past Monday, and we are welcoming Dirk Van Reenen back onto the show as he helps us with our tactics of team building and finding the best way to optimize the right people to do the right things with the right motivation. Dirk, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thanks, Zach. Really excited to be back for the second conversation. Man, I, I love the conversation we had on Monday. It was so much fun, and it really highlighted um, – really the the importance of a process and a structure and finding the great flow and you you said it off air but really that the human operating system that's really important as you're developing the the culture and the systems within your organization and i, I really just want to give you the floor let you uh, take away the the tactics and what you think the audience would best be served by accomplishing and then of course how the best way to go about that would be yeah, and I'm I'm really excited about this because this is where I get fired up. I mean, this is the the kind of work that we that we do with clients. So, um, you know, I, I thought here's what I want to want to focus on in this on this section is, you know, there's a lot of business owners right now that they are looking to hire people. I mean, one of the 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 two biggest things that we are hearing from people right now is um, staff and staffing. Right, what's going on with my existing team? How do I need to hire people? What's going on? I can't find talent. So we hear that on an ongoing basis. So. What I want to do is uh, encourage business owners. I'm going to give you guys some really good advice here and, and tactical advice uh, of, of some of the initial things that you can do to immediately start moving the productivity forward in your company. Okay. So the first thing is just put the thought of hiring anybody else on pause right now. And what I want to do is talk to you guys about doing some work with your existing team. So if you're a team leader right now, I really want you to think about all your key reports and maybe you've got one, maybe it's four, maybe it's five or six. Uh, but really, unless you have incredible systems and a really, really good um, level of experience between you and your, your direct reports, you should only have about three, maybe four. Okay. Now, here's, here's what I'd like for you to do is to think about what would happen if, if the people that I lead had more buy-in to the, the mission and the vision of the company and what if they could really start bringing, like we call it raising their hand. So how can you get them to raise their hand that they want to take more responsibility in the company and they want to help the company move forward? And really what we are going to recommend here is that you set up a, a, a conversation with each one of these people. And the first thing that I recommend that you do is drop your ego and go into the conversation like this. So, Zach, I would, uh, I'll, I'll kind of just use you as an example here. And, and let's say you, you and I work let's together. Yeah, and, and you were, you were my, you know, one of my direct reports. Um, I would go to you in a conversation like this, and I'd say, Hey, Zach, um, I just want to come to you, and and I want to say that I'm sorry. Right now, I'm your, I'm your leader, and I'm coming to you, and I'm saying like, Zach, I'm sorry. I've realized. Yeah, why are you sorry? Hang on. Yeah. Okay. So right off the bat, I've disrupted the thought right. pattern here, right? Of yep. The usual. I just realized that I've never actually sat down with you and got to know you at a much deeper level. And I'm really excited about where our company is and where our company is going. But, you know, I'm going to put all of that on pause right now. And what I want to do is just get to know you at a deeper level. 
are you okay if you and I get together maybe two or three times over the next month or six weeks? Just spend a little bit of time together and I want to get to know you at a deeper level because I really want to understand how can I help you win at a higher level? Would you be okay with that? Well, who's going to say no to that? That's huge. Yeah. So think about this, right? I mean, it's like, you know, a lot of times like your leaders, you know, your, your boss, your leader, they're busy people. They got a lot going on and they're coming to you and saying like, hey, I just want to spend some good quality time with you. Right off the bat, that's a major pattern interrupt. And, and of course, like people are almost uh, like in some environments, people are going to be like, are, are, are you okay? Are you, are you dying? You know, because <laughs> it's going to be so unusual, right? But once that happens, set up a time and block it out for at least 90 minutes, if not two hours, meet somewhere that's kind of not the usual. So don't bring them to your office. You're going to want to be in a different environment and you're going to want them to be in a different environment. That's really important for this conversation. So we may go to a coffee shop that's not too busy. We may go to a, a co-meeting space somewhere in town or whatever the case may be. But I mean, we're just getting together somewhere that's not the usual type environment at the work. And, and you really don't want to do this at the office because there's going to be interruptions and there's going to be too much emphasis on talking about work. This is not what you're doing here. So um, the first thing you're going to do is, is kind of do the life story uh, exercise. And, and literally, you're just going to say, hey, Zach, I just want to spend an hour and 90 minutes. And I just want to kind of get to know your life journey. I mean, we've, you know, we've actually been working together for three years. And I just realized I don't really know much about who you are. I mean, I know that, you know, you have a family, you got kids, you get, you know, but I don't really know much more about that. I really want to understand your life journey and how it is that you, you and I even got to work together. And what you're doing is you're just creating an opportunity for them to uh, start talking about who they are, reflecting on their life journey, and here's the rule. When I'm doing this exercise with you, I am only allowed to ask questions. Because you may say, you know, Dirk, you know, I, I grew up in the in the South and I love bird, bird hunting. And then the next thing I'm like, oh, Zach, I love bird hunting. And I went on this, you know, that's called getting triggered where you say something that feeds my ego. And then I have the need to tell you about me. So an important thing as a leader here is that you are just going to ask questions. Zach. What do you remember from being five, six years old? What was life like back then? And you kind of start and you say, okay, move on. Let's talk about those junior high years. What was high school like? What did you do after high school? You know, tell me about that, that first job that was really your, your first kind of serious job. What was that like? Tell me about your leader. What did you like about them? What didn't you like about them? And what you find out is like, if you will just stop and be present for somebody else, and get to know them, you're giving them a gift that nobody else has given them today. I mean, think about this, Zach, like, like real life question here. When's the last time that somebody sat down with you for an hour and a half to two hours and just explored you or your life? In this, in the business world, I mean, it's impossible, right? You know, the level people operate, like it's such a rarity. I couldn't tell you the last time. So we have found that that, that is an incredibly powerful gift that a leader can give their, their direct report. And when, when that exercise is over, you know, you may just say, Hey, Zach, wow. Like, thank you for sharing all this. I, I mean, there's so much that I know about you now. And, and, and here's the thing that we have found, right. Is an exercise like this creates connection and it creates empathy. There's no way that I can't care about you more now that you've shared all this with me. Now the next thing is, okay, Zach, listen, I want to find out what's really important to you over the next five years. 
why don't we get together next week or two weeks from now, spend an hour or two and really talk about what you want to get out of life in the next five years. How can, I want to know how I can help you win at a higher level. But here's the thing. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. We're going to go really deep. So I want you to spend some time thinking about this, right? Now, after a meeting like that, this person goes home and they're talking to their spouse or friend or whatever. And they're like, what was that meeting about? And like, I don't know. Like they just, they just really spent a lot of time getting to know me. And, and a lot of times what we find too, is that just that, that hour, hour and a half, two hours of you reflecting on your life journey at a really deep level, it helps you to create new stories and new meaning around what's happened in your life. And what does that mean about who you are today? And it's, it, again, we look at it as a gift, like you're giving somebody a gift to, for them to really look into who they are, the story, you know, the, the life story that they've gone through. And now you're going to talk to them about what's important to them in the future. So we get back together and we're going to set this up and say, hey, Zach, let's just pretend that you and I walk into a room five years from now. And I say, Zach, hey, quick question. What's been like, tell me about the last five years. How have the last five years of your life been? And you answer with, Dirk, the last five years of my life have been absolutely incredible. I couldn't imagine that it was going to be that good. And then I would say, okay, Zach, if that statement was true, what happened? So we kind of pretend that we're having a, a conversation in the future talking about the last five years as if everything already happened. And it's a little mind hack trick. But what happens is when, when we go deep on that, now we've got somebody's life story and we've really talked about what's important to them. So if, even at the bare base minimum. This is two meetings, 90 minutes each. As a leader, I just invested three hours into, let's say three of my leaders. That's nine hours of time. What's going to happen now, after I've done that with each one of those key leaders, I'm going to call them back into a meeting and I'm going to say, look, let's talk about the future of our company. I've, I've gotten to spend some time with you guys and get to know you at a much deeper level. And I feel like Everything that you guys want to be able to accomplish, we can do in this company, but we're going to have to unlock that potential together. And now all of a sudden we're in alignment. Now I'm saying, Zach, I've gotten to know you at a deeper level. I know what you want in the future. If you and I can work together, we're going to be able to make that happen. Immediately, I've invested the time to get to know you at a deeper level. And now we're going to work together to unlock the opportunity in the company. Now think about how, how counterintuitive is that to the, to the way that people typically operate today. You work for me, you show up, you do your job. I tell you what to do. I don't know anything really about you. I don't know what really what you want in the future. And then I expect that you're going to come kill it for me. I expect that you're going to bring your best ideas and, and effort and energy. And, and, and the thing is, when we do this, right, when we do this correctly with companies, all of a sudden I tell my, my, my team understands this, like, look, there's only one thing that I can do to help you win. And that is that I have to be able to help you develop and you and I have to work together to unlock this opportunity. I actually can't pay you more money or give you access to anything more unless you and I do this together. And what that does is it creates collaboration because that's, that's the difference between a group of people and a team of people, right? A team of people are there to work together towards a common goal. A group of people are just there for random reasons to do things. Most businesses have groups. They do not have teams. Even a lot of businesses that say that they have teams do not have teams. So, um, you know, this is like I, I kind of gave you guys some tactical, you know, advice here on two steps. I mean, we, our, our whole process is about seven steps. And again, we go much deeper on the assessment side as well. 
because it's about understanding somebody's innate wiring. It's about understanding their cognitive agility, their emotion level of emotional intelligence, and then all these other exercises to really get to know them at a deeper level. And then as a leader, I understand, Zach, are you in the right position in this company to succeed or not? And it's not about if you're not that I got to fire you. It's about saying, how are we going to reposition you? Can we, can we get, can we kind of put you in a different seat on the bus? We actually just repositioned one of our key leaders in one of our companies. And it's, you know, I was kind of really scratching my head to say like, how is this going to work? And, you know, we've been able to make this happen. And I mean, it's going to be huge opportunities for him and it's going to be huge opportunities for our company because we're able to reposition somebody in the company. So the first thing that we always tell companies is like, look, it's not about going in and just kind of cleaning house or anything like that. It's about making sure that you work with your own people, get to know them and reposition. Now go out and hire the people that you need to. Because if you don't have the right structure and the right repositioning to start with, and you just think that by hiring more people, you're going to solve your, your problem. Um, if you have what we call like core foundational like challenges in your company, you can't outgrow those mistakes. What will happen is the more that you grow, the more money you make, the worse it's going to get. Because it's just just because you made another million or $2 million in revenue could mean that your profitability goes negative. It could mean your turnover is negative. That you, I mean, all those kind of things. So foundationally, it starts with just getting to know your current people and then going out and using this process to hire new people. Man, I love so much of that because it's, it's vital and important. And, you know, in high-stress environments, I think people overlook that. And when it comes to your own business and you're the owner of it, that is a high stress environment. I don't care how you slice that. And one thing that I really love that you hit on um, when you're having these meetings, these like fireside chats, if you will, um, only asking questions is huge because if you, if you insert yourself, like you're talking about, you're triggered by something like, Oh, I love bird hunting as well. It turns into that subordinate is going to, go into the subordinate position, that subordinate role where they're just going to sit back and like, let you talk because that's their job, right? It doesn't matter really the setting. Um, but especially if it's in the office, right? If they're in your office, it's like, I'm in the principal's office and oh crap, I don't want to be in the principal's office, right? So I love how you outlined really that setting being super key for that. And then really creating that good quality time together. I think that's really amazing takeaways for everything. And, and I know you mentioned this assessment that you have. Can you give us a little bit more insight, give the audience another opportunity? What's the best place to find you, find this assessment and really get started in, in this process of hiring the right people? Yeah, absolutely. You can visit bergflow.com. It's B-E-R-G, like an iceberg, bergflow.com. And um, Zach, for your listeners, we'll, we will give away a free uh, initial assessment where we can assess uh, a leader and up to three of their their key people, essentially the, the leader and the executive leadership team. And just that initial assessment is going to give us a lot of data into understanding, you know, where the strengths are, where the gaps are. And uh, we also have what we call a team dynamics report where we can look at the overall team together to see, you know, where are the things, like what's happening that's causing the stress? And also, you know, who are the next people that you're really needing to look at or maybe what the repositioning looks like? So you can go to bergflow.com and sign up for a session and uh, we'll do that for free uh, for your listeners. Awesome. Dirk, you're the man. I, I appreciate that opportunity you're presenting to everybody. And I really encourage everybody to go check that out because I think this is so key for 
growth, scaling. I mean, everything we're doing in the business environment, I think this is really, really the integral part of those, those aspects. And Dirk, I just want to thank you for that, but also thank you for your time and the wisdom you've brought to the show today with this great conversation, my friend. Yeah, Zach, thank you so much. And uh, like I said before, man, I really like your format on your podcast of how you break things out and, and able to, to provide a, an opportunity to tactically help people. I think that that's so important today where it's not just about ideas, but actually being able to tactically execute and help people win. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast. And I hope you got a ton of value out of what we talked about today. I also want to remind you that this show is brought to you by Night Protection Services. If you're a leader in a small to mid-sized business that does five to $10 million a year in revenue and want to improve retention costs, which could actually add up to being twice your employee's salary, all through creating a safer work environment and saving up to 25% in insurance costs, be sure to visit nightprotectionllc.com.